The Vancouver School of Theology is located on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Musqueam people. Welcome to Bruderholz, which is the podcast of the Vancouver School of Theology. I'm Richard Topping, and I'm the president of the school. Uh, today, we're here with Allison Williams, who's on the controls, and uh, Todd Weeb is the co-host of this production. Hello, hello. Today, we also welcome the Reverend Dr. Stephen Chambers, who is the acting director of field education and the director of denominational formation for the United Church students here at the school. Uh, Stephen has been a minister in the United Church for over 30 years. He's uh, very interested in the area of ecclesiology, particularly ministry, and he's written a fair bit of, on that he, uh, lately as a book on the topic as well. He served at the offices of the National Church of the United Church of Canada as general secretary of the Division of Ministry Personnel and Education, and then also in faith formation as well. He ha has uh, served in congregations, uh, both here in British Columbia and in Ontario. Uh, he's interested in cross-cultural context and mission and ecumenism, and he's taught at both the Vancouver School of Theology and Emmanuel College. Uh, we could say more about Stephen, but we'll, we'll give him an opportunity to say it himself. Welcome to the broadcast. It's Stephen. good to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Good. Stephen, maybe just to, uh, throw the ball up like your survey, uh, and you can hit it like a tennis player here. H how long have you taught, and why do you do it? Well, that's a, yeah, okay, let me toss that up. I, th I would say it's, uh, it's almost 40 years, mm. wow. <laughs> because uh, the way I looked at ministry, uh, probably even before I um, began officially as an ordained minister in the United Church, I considered myself just a lifelong learner. I just always wanted to learn. And when I found that calling into ministry, I realized this is going to be a place, an environment, a calling, a vocation where I can not only be a learner all the time, but I can also teach, mm. and it can go back and forth. And so I have delighted in my ministry over th these years to have had the opportunity to teach in congregations, because um, I think it's very important, as well as teach, you know, more uh, more formally in the classroom. Uh, but it's, uh, so it's really, uh, I, I know that's probably not the answer you're looking for. I can give you the more precise answer, but, but uh, it's okay. almost 40 years. Like, it feels like a long time. Yes. How has... How has learning changed in that time? Like learning specifically in tr in context of like well, Christian vocation. Yeah, I th I think that um, it's not just from books now. Yes. It's from encounters with people. Um, people are are uh, learning in uh, a variety of ways. I mean, certainly uh, the, the ways have uh, ex expanded digitally in mm. in more recent years. I suppose that's that's one way of looking at it. But I think that that um, uh, learning from other people mm. is really um, 
is really one of the important things that the the church communities have uh, have experienced in in my own time. I mean, that was the focus of my doctoral work. Really, was cross cultural learning, learning from people in other. Um, expressions uh, in other places. Uh, I was uh, working in a congregation in southern Ontario that uh, uh, had, um, there were a lot of farm workers in the area harvesting in the fall and and these um, uh, people were coming from the Caribbean and uh, Where we, was it in southern Ontario? Uh, Simcoe. In okay. Yeah. 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 And so we we just uh, we we wanted to have a, an experience of learning from these these folk and uh, invite them into the congregation uh, in the evenings when they could be bussed in and uh, and learn from them, worship with them, and explore the scriptures with them, and so on. And then that kind of kind of got people excited about. Well, we don't know a lot about. The Caribbean cultures. Why don't we, why don't we uh, start some exchange uh, opportunities back and forth? So, so I got quite involved and quite excited about learning in that model. People going to different places, other people coming to visit with us, and just learning in that kind of dynamic. I like how you bring that together, and I'm thinking of that in terms of the academic setting. That there is that need, right, to learn some things that have come before. You need to read these texts. You need to. You know, find out who yeah. said this years ago, and he, but that's. I think you've identified a shift that's happening in a lot of places. Clearly, and you see this yeah. more readily than someone like me, where that learning is also kind of spread out to listen to the people around you a little bit more, right. and to and to realize that they have something to say and a way to shape your view of the world and your view right. of vocation or whatever. Well, well, certainly. I mean, arriving here at VST in the last uh, few years, it's certainly been something that VST has has uh, worked hard at, engaging with uh, uh, people from other countries, other cultures, and, and it's really an exciting um, moment, I think, in the life of the school to have that interchange going on. Yeah. Well, we're sitting in a room right now where there's a tapestry hanging on the wall, which was a gift to us from uh, Jakarta Theological Seminary, their new president, uh, Septemi Lakawa, who taught in our summer school this year. So um, I, I was thinking about that, wow. you, you, this twinning relationship you had with your church and a church in Jamaica at right. one point. Did you go and visit, or did you visit each other? We had, we had groups of uh, uh, youth go back and forth, so youth from each congregation come and go in the summer. We had groups of seniors go, and we, we even wow. had a, a traveling group of, of, um, of kind of a theater, um, you know, the church theater kind of group uh, traveled uh, to uh, Jamaica and, and, and put on a, a production with, uh, with the congregation congregation there. People came back to Canada. There was a lot of going back and forth. And obviously, there's, there's a certain amount of um, uh, privilege in that kind of experience mm -hmm. because it's, it costs money and the ability to do all of that. But we raised money and we made sure that people you know, who um, might not be able to do it would be included. So we tried to do it uh, with, with some fairness. But what I found was that people really... Uh, had their eyes opened to other people. They, they, they had their hearts opened to other people. They began to understand um, the 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 gospel from a different perspective mm -hmm. in, in in so many ways. Did you find that experience? I mean, I'm thinking you're you're the acting director uh, for theological field education, and listening to you talk about these twinning relationships. Yeah. Um, 
Wow. Have, have you found that that experience really has helped you and played into what you're doing now at the school? Well, you know, like most of the things I've done in almost 40 years of ministry, I didn't plan on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you phoned me up and said, how about this? <laughs> and, and I said, well, gosh, I never thought of that. You know, but I love it. I love doing uh, surprising things. Um, I... Uh, um, I think I think the the point you raise is is, is quite uh, correct. That field education is that experience of of people being in situations uh, where they're going to learn from the from the context, from the community, from the people who are there, and they're going to get feedback on that, and they're going to reflect on that feedback, and it's a big circle of learning and so on. So yeah, I think I think. Uh, all of those things uh, over the years in ministry, and particularly the the um, uh, cross cultural interchange kind of uh, educational opportunities, that that really uh, is uh, is feeding what I do now. It's, it, I'm remembering it. I would do. I would have done some things differently back then, of course, just one or two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it feeds it. It feeds me now. So to ask a kind of technical, tell mm. us about VST question for the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, Director of Field Education right. here at VST. Right. Tell us what that means. So um, the, Theological Field Education, or TFE, as we abbreviate it, and, and uh, sometimes we have to uh, go back to the words because the abbreviation gets forgotten. Mm. But uh, Theological Field Education is really the opportunity in the um, two ministry uh, leadership degrees, the MDiv and the MAPPL, to, for students to have um, on-site, uh, supervised, and reflective educational experience, where they're integrating the things they've been learning in the classroom, the things they've learned from the faculty here, uh, they're integrating that with actual experience on the ground, so to speak, mm -hmm. and they're uh, doing that in and not, um, it, it's not as structured a way as you might think, but there's a little bit of structure in that they, they need to um, be a certain number of hours in, right. the, in that field site. They need to have a certain amount of time in um, uh, direct reflection with somebody across the table from them on that experience saying, you know, where did, where did you think about uh, yourself there? What was your experience of God in that situation with with people? Um, you know, so reflection is really key in uh, in field education. So that requires somebody like you to be uh, open to building those partnerships with that's, churches and agencies. The, that's the work. That's the work that I do. Really, mm -hmm. is is um, uh, encouraging, linking. Those partnerships. Kind of make, making the partnerships, making the relationships work, um, problem solve, yeah, yeah. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, what happens if they're not getting the supervision? They or what happens or when a pandemic comes or what? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, what is field education, you know, by a, via Zoom? It's It's been rough. Yeah. I'd have to say that, um, you know, March in 2020, uh, I just didn't know how we were going to do it. Um it, it was possible to, to pivot quite quickly for many of the uh, classroom context kind of material at, yeah. at the school, at any school. But when you're imagining um, how, the, how the church is changing, yeah. you know, overnight, the, the yeah. congregation is changing overnight, and that's where a lot of the sites were. But many of our sites were in social agencies mm -hmm. that were just having to close right down, right? Mm. So... 
it was it was a big concern right off the bat. But a lot of what we do in uh, the courses around theological field education is we talked about we talk about uh, being adaptable and <laughs> yeah sure and, and uh, adaptive learning the biggest and, object lesson and, ever yeah, exactly yeah. so we turned I guess what what was looking like a, a real horror story coming at us we turned it to advantage I think to say okay uh, this is not what any of us expected what do we do now and I found that the people who were in supervision, the, the really strong supervisors, yeah. took the students through processes of thinking through this adaptation, this, this necessary, right. uh, how do we deal with this? So, of course, one of the big things was, well, how do we learn about Zoom? And, you know, there were weeks at the beginning end where people had to learn about that. Some people caught on to that really quickly, yeah. and some people, I think, still feel that it's not, a, it's not the right medium for them, but uh, they're, they're kind of living with it. It's know. great to hear that churches and other agencies were willing that many or most were willing to kind of not leave behind those yeah. those kind of roles that it would have been easy to say, oh, we just don't have the space or time to consider that yeah. extra thing. We well, and to be it, to be honest, I think there were a few who yeah. simply said, no, we don't have we, the we bandwidth. We don't have the ability. We, yeah. we, we just can't do it. Uh, we can't imagine a student being here as we're just trying to do... Yeah. You know, make it work, uh, whatever that that work in ministry was. But surprisingly, there were many people and many places that that did find a way to adapt and did That's find scary. a way to uh, give the students an opportunity to learn from the from the crisis and learn about um, their faith in that crisis, yeah. learn about the community's resilience in that crisis uh, that goes on and. Um, and I think a lot, That's a lot so took good. place. It was, it was, it, it's been an, an exciting time. I would have to say to be, to be um, uh, an overseer of this kind of um, educational education. Some hope. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so, Stevens, theological field education is really important to the curriculum uh, at the school. Really important to the development of people. What, what makes you? Uh, what's exciting about it for you? Like, yeah. what, what, what do you? We all have jobs that we fill out the dimensions of because we must, but there's aspects of what we do that are perhaps more exciting and light you up more than other things. And what is it about field education that really is a delight for you? Well, there's, there's uh, as you allude to, there are some aspects to it. There's, there's a fair bit of paperwork and administration, and I've lived with that all my life, and I do it, and, and uh, you know, it gets done. But the really exciting part, which is what you ask about, is when, when you hear the students uh, speak about um, something that they've learned, that they've put together from, say, their biblical courses, their theology courses, um, th that they've put that together right in the moment, mm, right there. And yeah. they, bring that, they bring that into the, uh, the classroom environment and they talk about it in a way that's fresh and that's new and that's exciting. And we kind of call it like this is a case in point learning mm. moment. And, and, um, and we all learn. 
when they bring it in. And, and we learn from their excitement. We see their excitement. And we also learn from their frustrations and their failures and so on and so forth. But it's that moment when, when the lights go on and the excitement is, is palpable. And sometimes the tears flow a little bit but because sometimes it's a rough learning, right? Your, your experience has been largely in the United Church in Canada. And uh, in terms of one of your roles here, formation connected to the United Church right. in terms of mm-hmm. theological education. Um, just interested to hear, what do you think some of the challenges for the United Church at this particular time are that some of those students will right, face? Right, right. Well, um, clearly uh, the challenge that um, is most on my mind right now is uh, for leadership. Mm. Um, and while I'm, I'm, mm. uh, I'm saying that the theologica- theological field education has been critical and important in this pandemic uh, time, we're also, I think, aware that not everyone has done really well right. in this time, personally. Yeah, just internally. It's been hard on a lot of oh, people. Oh, yeah. We all know that. And we've had our moments, I'm sure, yeah. all of us. So I do worry... <clears throat> that some of our good leaders are worn out. Yeah. Some of them are um, discouraged by wave after wave after wave. And some of them are seeing their communities of faith, congregations, um, parishes, um, however you call them. They're seeing those, those people kind of losing their energy and losing their focus. Yeah. Yeah, you described that really well. It's it's and you know we see it on the ground, of course, right? In terms of, and I know the three of us do, and others. We talked about this before. Um, the challenges that ministers face, or whatever role you're serving in in the church, how many of those things are always present, and many were present before the pandemic, but right now, as we're recording in you know fall of 2021. Um, that new year for the church, which is always mm-hmm. September, right? right. Uh, those ministers that we know, some, I have the same, and it's become a prayerful thing for me, right? Where I, I look at some ministers and I, I just, are they going to be able to, to kind of make it through, right? It, it's, uh, it's hard enough on a, on a normal year, but now you don't know we're going to open the building and who's walking in and what's going to happen, what's the future, what's, and what you guys are doing here at VST is so much, you know, focused on the future of vocation and ministry yeah. and the rest. And then you're, you know, working into a time where those questions are being asked in hopeful ways, but not always comfortable ways. There's right. real challenge there. So with the students right now, I'm, I'm really, really trying hard to get them to talk about that and uh, to talk about what they're seeing and what they're feeling. Because... Um, when you speak about a particular denomination and what its challenges are, well, I think this challenge goes across uh, across totally the lines. Yeah. It goes all the way through um, our society. Um, I mean, my goodness, the medical community right now is just uh, it's just suffering greatly, and mm-hmm. and my heart breaks for the people that are experiencing that. Well, our students today are going to have to be leaders mm-hmm. in the midst of that in a few months or in a few years or or just down the road and and what's that going to call them to yeah yeah what, what what's their responsibility as leaders in that kind of a situation where people are demoralized perhaps remembering you know 20 
20, 20, 21, early 22 as, yeah. as a really tough time. Yeah, uh, they'll be know. serving after all of this. And But as you say that, I feel kind of a, a sense of hope because of the last answer that you gave, which was talking about the case in point yeah. things, where yeah. those are the things that can invigorate students where they realize, wait a minute, what, what I'm doing has meaning and purpose and there's need for this. We can't avoid it. We have yeah. to, we have to bring it right into the classroom yeah. and they have to struggle with it and they have to know that if they're going to be leaders in in this post-covid uh, environment and I don't even know what that means. Yeah. If they're going to be leaders in in that future, they've got to have a lot of um, uh, confidence, they've got to have a lot of tools, they've got to have a lot of skills, but they've also got to have a lot of love. Yeah. And they can make a big difference because of what the you know what it's what the needs are there. Yeah. Yeah. What what you were um, saying just now, Stephen, about um, you know learning love. It sounded to me like you were saying you know there's many things you could do as a person formed to be a leader, but a time like this really forces you to get clear on what is at the core of that leadership because you can't do everything. That's right. You have to make choices. And and um, one of the things I do like about our curriculum here, Richard, is that, that there's opportunity inside the curriculum for students to kind of make some of those choices mm. and to specialize a little yes, bit, to yes. kind of focus. Yeah. Maybe that's a better word, mm-hmm. focus mm-hmm. than specialize. Mm-hmm. But they can, they can shape their uh, learning in such a way that they they can imagine how they're going to be in leadership and and how they're going to bring all the very best uh, forward uh, to the experiences that that they hope to have uh, going forward. Uh, Stephen, I know you've done a lot of thinking about field education lately, and the way I know that is that uh, we have written a large grant uh, to a, ma- a major American funder, Lilly, uh, to support. Um, a kind of retooling around uh, field education, and Stephen has been at the forefront of hmm. uh, of this proposal. Could you d- just touch well, some high points? Uh, well, together with others, and yeah. Stephen will be reluctant to accept any <laughs> any credit for it. But Stephen has done a lot of the writing and research, and really fed into an important process with with other people who are doing research with us. Um, could you just give us some high points about it, Stephen? What what's uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the proposal and the high points uh, of it? Well, you know. Uh, when you in, invited me into this work, Richard, and and it is interim work that I'm doing. Yes. Whenever anybody is in an interim kind of position, we have people in interim ministry or interim uh, leadership of any kind. You have a certain amount of, uh, of freedom, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you also have some containment around that freedom. But I think one of the things that uh, that an interim is called to do is to say, well, you know, the program's been going along great for a while. Uh, is this a moment when you, you kind of uh, uh, take a good hard look at it, see just what are some of its strengths, where might be some of the weaknesses, and how, how might that be addressed going forward? We had a wonderful opportunity, as you said, with the Lilly Foundation coming along and saying, would you like to uh, imagine um, uh, preparation for ministry leaders in some new ways? And if you'd like to imagine that, we're prepared to offer you some money to do that. So we jumped on that train. 
And we've um, been working with uh, Tony Robinson from uh, 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 the Seattle area, um, uh, author of uh, many works, uh, um, uh, and uh, theologian, pastor in, uh, in so many wonderful ways. Um, Tony's been guiding us in this process, and um, what we're what we're imagining is: have we got field education? situated correctly mm-hmm. in the curriculum? Have we got all the pieces kind of um, distributed in ways that uh, that make sense? Are the, are the students responding as we hope they might? And it's just kind of uh, finding ways to make make the program more useful and more helpful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Is that, what's, what stage is that at, or is it? Well, well this, uh, Stephen knows. Well, we're... We're uh, technically at the first phase of this review. We hope to have a, a draft report in uh, a couple of months that will offer some uh, ways forward huh? uh, for the program. Richard will be taking a look at that in the board, obviously, and, and making some decisions about about how to move things uh, forward. So hopefully by maybe middle next year, uh, there'll be some... some uh, and then how did the connection with Tony Robinson come about? He's been serving as consultant to this work. So, uh, so we yeah. applied early on for a grant and got about $60,000 Canadian from the Lilly to fund the research. So we yeah. hired Tony, and he's been interviewing uh, okay. the people, all yeah. the people that, um, that have a relationship with the school that Stephen's working with, site uh, people who oversee sites, mm-hmm. denominational leaders. What do you need from That's your so students? Good. And then we're kind of retooling uh, in conversation with our stakeholders. And right. uh, Stephen's done a great job at the network of relationships that are so important important and Tony has just uh, given us a, a wow. lots of data that will be helpful for the school as it tries to be responsive to the place that the church is just now and where we expect it might be insofar as anybody can know that in the days to come. So field education is kind of that link piece in a curriculum. Mm-hmm. It's the integration uh, piece and integration is a is a very significant word in the VST curriculum. It, it pops up all over the place <laughs> and, and so Field education is kind of putting that integration right on the ground, right in front of the students, calling them to do it right now in, mm. in, in this very moment. And so we want to make sure, I think, that the program that, that does that integration is robust. Mm, yeah. is, is, is it's not an afterthought. It's not a second. Right, oh, yeah, we can. Right yeah. in there. And, and then it's got all the right tools. And, and uh, of course, when consultants come in, they want to add more money to it. And that's Richard's problem now. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it, uh, I think it's, it bodes uh, well for the school that we're really taking a, a good look at this area. Um, yeah, and uh, it feels great to be, as I say, the interim person whose investment in it is is kind of light, you know, because I haven't had twenty years of investment. Right, in it. I've got a light investment in it, but at a key and I can, point, I can kind of let it let it roll forward in a way. Do you that find I'm that creative? Uh, I mean, it would be a generalization, I suppose, but do you find most students are eager for field education or some leery? Or? S- some are leery. Some some think they've had it all. They, okay. They've got it all. <laughs> put I, are, I was already a youth group leader. At oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes there's a little bit of uh, convincing 
I like to uh, say, you know, some of the, um, the, the strongest leaders, some of the, mm. you know, uh, the leaders of organizations, uh, corporate leaders, I suppose, and leaders all over the place know how much more they need to learn, mm. right? And so I like to kind of work with that approach that, that there is more to learn. There's always more to learn and come into field education uh, with that attitude and you'll be surprised. Because it's also one of those places where the work you guys are doing and the the studies of that student goes and situates situates itself within to some degree somebody else's world. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that and I would imagine some students they're just eager to do that and others are like, Well, I'm I'm already kind of safe within VST. Yeah. So and part yeah. of your job is kind of marshal through that situation. Yeah, that's right. Some some are definitely at times reluctant, but but uh, I think what uh, we've made it uh, a strong component in the curriculum. It's not uh, I mean, you just don't get out of it. <laughs> you don't get out of it, but also what you guys are saying, you don't get out of it. So it's going to be necessary, but you're giving the attention, giving it the attention it also requires. So you're not just kind of like, go do your thing. So we don't, and that, you know, when I, working as a pastor, there's different groups you're working with, different schools, different agents. You can see the agents, the, the institutions that had that approach. This matters to yeah. us. We're going to be engaged with the student while they're working with you. Whereas some, it, it was just like, they just walk in and then you're like, well, what are you here for? What yeah. are you doing? And there was no sense from the, so it sounds like that's very, very different here, which changes the experience. Well, it's students. good to hear. I mean, I think, I think the, uh, the proof really is in the experience that, that comes out at the end of the program. You know, uh, if, if churches are sensing, uh, observing that graduates of this school right. have, have got a sense of um, themselves as a leader that is um, a, a, not an authority figure, that is not a, um, a, a leader from above, but is a leader in community and one who's, who's ready to adapt and be resilient in all of the ways that are highly uh, engaging for people's mm -hmm. lives today, then, then I think if the, if the churches see that, coming out of the school, oh, yeah. that's what we, you know, that's our best recommendation. Uh, Stephen, a bit of a, a, a question here. Um, I think it's appropriate. Do you find that sometimes when students begin who are a little bit reluctant about field education because they've had experience, do you find that they have that same attitude at the end of it? Yeah. Um, and the reason I ask this is because I interview everybody who yeah. graduates all, and field education as a seminal experience of their time at VST inevitably comes up. You know, I'm just hoping they will say their theology class <laughs> no, changed their life, Sorry, but it's field Education. I'm really sorry. Yeah, really, you know, keep working at that. Because, but no, the, the thing is, I think that there's reluctance at the front end, but there's appreciation at the back end. Mm -hmm. And um, that's probably the thing that, um, that I enjoy the most out of it. I mean, I don't. Nobody likes to have to drag somebody into something and kind of drag them along for, for you know, six, eight weeks. You don't like to have to do that, but you know that that if they're going to come out the other end and say, "Hey, I'm kind of glad I did that," yeah. and now I think I've got some things that I can actually go forward with, that's great. What I feel you, good about that. What do that. you get back from uh, field uh, education supervisors? So the students may begin, you know, with. Uh, 
uh, um, uh, an attitude more conducive to learning, and then one where they learn uh, to learn. Uh, but what about field education supervisors? What do they say about these opportunities to, to work closely with students and around their formation for ministry? It's it's. Um, I think it depends on the person. I think I think some really really love doing it mm. and really get a lot from it. I, I think it's it's a it's a real yeah. They welcome the opportunity. They welcome it. Yeah, comes across their desk and they're yeah. like, "This is great." Yeah, and and some come uh, come to me and and kind of uh, seek the opportunity because they really right. like that, you know. And and we're not always able to respond. That's one of the things we we hopefully may adjust in in the program going forward is that we can really be more responsive to the churches that are looking to be what would you call them, teaching congregations, you know, that kind of environment. So, uh, yeah, a lot of those supervisors get a real good feeling from it and re really appreciate it. Some, I think, um, don't know what to expect, and it may not turn out exactly as they've hoped. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's mixed. I mean, we're all different in, in how we receive things and, and how... You know, we work with others. So, so I. But the ones who who really react positively, boy, they they want to come back and do it again and again and again. Oh, that's so and great. That's, that is good. I want to ask a question around chaplaincy. Yeah. Is uh, when we're talking about field education, mm -hmm. it's one of the areas where, like, some people coming through a, a place like VST who might not go into like congregational ministry, but right. chaplaincy is one. Uh, reading through some of the things that you've done, uh, military chaplaincy is there. Um, in terms of some of your experience, tell us about like your experience with oh. chaplaincy, whether it's military chaplaincy, hospital chaplaincy, students who are doing that, whatever. Well, uh, I didn't serve as a, uh, you weren't a military. I, I, I didn't serve as a military chaplain, but it, it's part of my role with um, uh, the um, United Church uh, in the General Council office. Uh, I was a part of an interfaith committee that oversaw the yeah, credentialing right. of uh, of military chaplains uh, for the the Department of Defense. So, so we we had uh, kind of a policy uh, making. Uh, responsibility and an accrediting responsibility. But what that also meant was I had to learn about military yeah. chaplaincy. And I had no experience. I had had not uh, any military experience in my family whatsoever. And so, so I became... Um, aware of and learned about uh, military chaplaincy um, in, in a way that I just became fascinated. Yeah, that's really. It, I, I learned so much and I, I gained so much respect for people who, who work in very difficult situation to offer their ministry, yeah. to, uh, to um, work in a very ecumenical yeah. way. Uh, interfaith way as well, and and I just gained a whole lot of respect for like that. That's for that folks. sense of the spiritual care yeah. of people yeah. serving in this way, their families, the whole culture. That uh, do you have? What about hospital chaplaincy? You must have people who do. So here at the school, we have a, a program, a specialization in the. Um, um, uh, Master of Arts in, in Public and Pastoral Leadership, the MAPPL. And if you wanted to enter into uh, uh, hospital chaplaincy or prison chaplaincy, that's mm. the course that, uh, okay. that shapes that, uh, that learning and works with the clinical pastoral education field to, to uh, offer that kind of a specialization. So do you do that in partnership with other 
We, we do it in partnership with health authorities mm-hmm. because they're learning sites. And a group called CASC, which is the association sort of of institutional chaplains across Canada, they, they have certain standards that we work at to, to make sure our, our students are properly trained. Right. So it's, uh, you know, as I said, the curriculum has these areas of specialization, yeah, so which good. is a good thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it, I, as I think of that, I think, and obviously we spent much of our time speaking about you know, the field education and the, and it's when you start to open your eyes like that, right? That you see, oh yeah, there's spiritual care happening over here and over here. And there's this opportunity for um, employment and vocation and discernment of call or however people would put it in this area and this area that students and, and that you guys are a big part of helping people find that and where these connections lie. Well, Richard, you probably have some insight into how many different vocational paths people take as they leave this school. But that, I think that's something to, yeah. to really think about. It's so uh, good. That, that um, theological education is not a narrow... Uh, yeah, it's not a pastor a training school no, or a minister training no, school. No, it's, yeah. it's very broad, yeah. and, and particularly here at VST... The, the roads uh, just open up for graduates. And students don't always end up on the road they started on. There's yeah. lots of migration across degrees as people sort of discover a call or uh, some work usually that they aim at. Then they do the backwards engineering they need to do because they're summoned to a work. And it's marvelous to watch it unfold before you. And people's lives. Right. I mean, uh, when I think about the things I've done over, uh, you know, almost 40 years of ministry, like I said, most of them have surprised me. I didn't expect, I didn't plan for them. You know, they came up, there were opportunities, they were, well, they were callings, you know, they were, there was something in, in that that called to me and opened that door. I think that the best education we can give to students right now is to be broad, open, mm-hmm. I hesitate to say generalists, because I know you want them to be specialists in theology, Richard, but, but the more general <laughs> people can bring their specialized yes. skills to, to bear, the better they'll be able to adapt to whatever life opens up for them. I like that. Yeah, sometimes the work will pick you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 Um, Stephen, my, my a question, I, I've asked this to, to other faculty members, it's never been the same. Um, I've asked faculty members, what makes you hopeful? So, so we're in a unique time right now. This is a time of a pandemic, COVID-19. Um, you know, uh, we're part of mainline Protestantism uh, in Canada. And, uh, you know, there, there's, the, there's decline and, and churches are trying to respond and all of that. But in the midst of that, more part-time students than we've had in the past, which creates interesting questions around formation and field education. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of all that, um, what could be turmoil, difficulties, uh, challenges we're trying to see as opportunities, what makes you hopeful in the work that you do? Well... I mean, there are some particular challenges right now. It is a it, it is a tough moment, but I am given I am given to 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 have hope, and and the hope that I am seeing is from those people who are, are really cautiously excited mm-hmm. about the ministry or the leadership that they're that they're seeing somewhere out there. They're, they're, they're realists. I was going to say, like, cautiously, realistically. They are excited. cautiously <laughs> realistic. They know that 
there is some um, mood of decline. They know, I mean, I was talking to uh, a minister just over the weekend who said, you know, I'm not sure they're going to come back yeah. in the way they did. Mm-hmm. They, you know, referring to the congregation. Yeah. People are, are um, meeting uh, elsewhere, yeah. in, uh, you know, uh, and, and they're meeting under different circumstances, uh, and they're meeting more electronically because they can, because they've learned how to do that. So what does that mean for the church? Well, it means something different for the church. It, it, it means that God will still call us to, to be with people, maybe in different ways. And so I'm excited and I'm hopeful that the students that I'm experiencing are actually cautiously excited, yeah. cautiously realistic, and cautiously, prayerfully, hopefully, uh, ready to be present to whatever that's going to be. It's a yeah. way of saying, you know, for such a time as this, right? For such a time as this. I, as yeah. you said that, it's you know, you just simply said that it is a tough time. And there is something, isn't there, in, in that we can say things like that so often, and we have for, but now we're in one of those times historically where communally we can say that. And there's a freedom in that. And when you give that answer, I'm just like, yeah, it is a tough time. So, Call us on yep. to the work we have to do in front of us and let us prepare in places like this that can help us to do that. And what a blessing that you get to be part of it and work with these students, right? Well, there have been tough times before. And, there ha- and, and indeed, uh, tough times. Yeah. And so here we are, and I am given to have hope in, in the students that I see who are resilient and excited and confident but cautious and real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God still seems to be calling people. Seems to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems to be. Seems to still happen. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I just want to really thank you for being with us today, Stephen. This has been a rich and uh, interesting conversation Good. for us and for others who will hear this. And I want to thank Todd for, uh, thank you. for hosting us and Allison there at the soundboard, making sure that this is an outstanding recording yeah. as always. So <laughs> thank you so much. It's been good to be with you. Fantastic. Thank you. Holtz is a production of the Vancouver School of Theology. For more information about VST, visit vst.edu. Thanks for listening to Holtz.